with Hashem's assistance, we are learning Gin Daf Lamed, page 30. We begin three lines. In Hahuda Amar, there's a certain person that said, Ki asino at loss in Yemen. If I don't come within 30 days, the Havigita, I want this to be a good divorce document. Asu Paskim Mavra, so he was on his way in on the 30th day, and he missed the boat, literally. Amar Lahu, Chazda Soy, Chazla Soy, he said, Look, I'm coming, look, I'm coming. Amar Shmuel, Shmuel says, Leish Shmei Masihu, Masya. It's not considered that he came. Because uh, he should have, uh, if he wanted to be there on time, he should have been there on time. That's the bottom line. Hahuda Amr Lahu, there was a certain person that said to them, If I don't make up with her within 30 days, it should be a good divorce document. So he went to try to make up with her, but she wasn't satisfied with the way he was making up with her. Amr Yosef, Rav Yosef says, Did he give her uh, a, a large amount of money and, and she wasn't, and she wouldn't have been, she wouldn't have made up with him, meaning he should have given her a lot of money and, and it's his problem that he didn't, that she wouldn't make up with him. In this version of Rav Yosef, what we see according to Rashi is that if there's an onus, if there's something that's beyond his control, like this is beyond his control in a certain sense, because he doesn't have this type of money to be able to give her to make her to get her to make up with him. So if it's something that's out of his control, it's too bad. It's too bad on him. An onus when it comes to it tonight, just like we saw with that case where someone was running to catch the boat, he missed the boat. It's too bad. You have an onus if there's something that's out of your control, then it's too bad. According to the second version, Ikada I mean, there are those who say Amr of Yosef Yosef said Midi Tarkuva did In this version, he's saying, did he, does he does he have to give her a hundred a hundred dinners worth of money? Is that what he has to give her? Abaisi tried his best to to make up with her Faisa, and it was out of his control. She wouldn't. She, he doesn't have that kind of money. He can't do it. So according to the second version, so therefore, if there's an onus indeed, and it's out of his control, and it's something that he couldn't have changed, so then indeed the get will not be a good get. He, we don't have to worry about such a condition. So these two different versions of Rav Yosef have to do with the fact whether or not we say that there is a concept of an onus in regards to a get or not. We begin the Mishnah. If someone is lending money with a Kohen, with a Levi or a poor person, and the condition that he made was like this, you guys are not going to have to pay me, but here's what we're going to do. I have a field, and in this field, it produces a certain amount of wheat. Now, normally I give, you know, a certain part of it to tithes, to the to the Kohen, and part of it goes to the Levi, and part of it goes to the poor people. So instead of actually giving it to the poor person, or to the Levi, or to the Kohen, which would have been you, I'm going to lend you this money now, and I'm going to take the money later. So therefore, what he's, what he's basically saying is, you guys are not going to have to pay me back for this money. So that's what it means, he's going to take it from the portion he would have given them otherwise, so he's allowed to take that money later on, and he can assume that they haven't died. He doesn't have to assume that perhaps the guy died, the Kohen, or the Levi died, or that the poor person got rich. If they indeed did die, so he has to get permission from the Yorshim, from the inheritors. If they agree to pay off the loan, their father's loan, so then indeed he can continue to to take the the truma as he was doing before. Bifnei best, and if let's say the original halva, the original loan was given over in front of the courts, so then you don't need to get permission from the yorshim because since the bezin was the one who enacted this loan, so then we say that the court has the ability, the right, and the power to take this money from all of the anim, so to speak, because we're going to see in the Gemara, because the anim will be happy to give up this money, all the anim will be happy to give up this money, so that people will lend money to poor people. Now we see the Gemara. 
The Afagavdali Asiliyade, the Gemara asks, is it true that even though he actually hasn't given it to the coin, the coin hasn't returned the money, he can actually take the money before it actually gets to the coin? How does, how does that work? Amarav, Rav says, We're talking about people who are very close to these Kohens and Levis. And these are the people that they always give the money to. So since he always gives the money to these guys, since this, this person lent them the money, he always gives this money from his Truma or his Miser to these people. So therefore, it's considered as if he gave it and if he got it back. Ushmuel, Amrshmuel says, The cases where they actually gave it to them through others and then they took it back. Ula Amar Hamani Rabbi Yosihu. Ula says that who is our Mishnah? It's Rabbi Yosi. To Amar Asu Es Sheina Zayche Kizayche. That Rabbi Yosi holds that there's a concept of even though you haven't actually been Zayche in it, the, the Rabbis say that it's considered as if they were Zayche in it, as if they merited that thing already. And basically, it's a Takanas Chachamim. It's a special decree that the Rabbis made in certain cases. So now the Gemara says, Kul Karavli Amri, why didn't the other two say like Rav? Because it doesn't say that we're talking about a case where they recognize they know these Kohanim or Levim very well. It doesn't say that in the Mishnah explicitly. Kishmuel like Amri, why don't they say the other two, Rav and Ula, why don't they say like Shmuel? Because it doesn't say we're talking about a case where you were meriting it for, through other people. Why didn't everyone say like Ula? Because we prefer not to establish our missions to be like a das yachid, like a singular opinion. We learned in a brisa. The brisa begins the same as our Mishnah. If someone lends money to a Kohen, a Levi, or a poor person, in order to be paid back with a portion that they would have given them otherwise, so you're allowed to take that money, whether it's the Truma, the Meiser, or the Meiser Ani, uh, with the, you can assume that they're still alive. And as far as how much do you take, meaning, let's say I lent you $100, you're a poor guy, and I lent you $100. Now, I'm not actually getting $100 back, I'm actually getting wheat, the wheat that I would have given to you. So what? at what value do I place the wheat? Do I place it at the value of now or the value of later? So the Gemara says, Kishar Zol, the, you, you, the way that you do it is basically Kishar Hazol. You take it at the cheapest possible price. So which means that if, let's say, originally it was, it was you know, five barrels of wheat were going for $100, and now three barrels of wheat are, are the same price, so you go you can go by the lower price. You say whatever the lowest price is. There's no problem of ribis. We're going to see why there's no problem of ribis later on. Even though I'm going to be getting more, let's say, in a case where the, the value went down, let's say there's, you know, originally it was five barrels for $100, now it's ten barrels for $100. So nevertheless, I still get ten barrels. Let's see, we're going to see in the, in the Gemara as it, as it continues. And in regards to Shemitah, so Shemitah is not going to knock out this loan. He can keep collecting. If they want to back out, they can't back out. We're going to see who this is going on soon. If let's say the Bailam, they say, oh my gosh, look at my crop. My crop is ruined. There was some kind of shidaf on Rashi. He says there was some kind of destruction that happens to the crops. And he thinks, I'm never going to get the money for my loan. And he gives up on it. So so the Mishnah says, the Bryce says here, in Mafishalem. So afterwards, if let's say the crop come, makes a miraculous comeback, and indeed he does get something out of the crop, and the crops come through, you can't take that, you can't take it, it doesn't work out. You gave up on Lafisha, in Mafishan Allah Avud. Because once you give up, on some kind of loan, so it's too late. Once you gave up on receiving the money, you gave up on it, and you can't take the money anymore. Amar Mar, Kishar Hazol. So we said in this brisa that you make up with them, you can you can take the lower amount, the lowest amount. Pshita, it's obvious. So this is what it's coming to teach us. Afal Pi 
even though you didn't originally make up that you're going to do this, because you are allowed to, as long as you made it up at the beginning, it would be fine. But even though you didn't actually make up originally, Kemisha Basak, that means as if you made up. There's no problem of ribis, my time, why? Let's say he wouldn't have anything at all. Let's say he would his his crop would produce nothing at all. He wouldn't be giving him anything. So it doesn't even look like ribis when I take it because no one's going to think that I'm taking something extra because I wouldn't have to give him anything at all. There's really no transaction that's taking place. There's nothing going back and forth between hands. So it doesn't look like ribis at all. So we said that the loan is not canceled by Shemitah. Because the only way that we find, the only time that we find that a loan is canceled by Shemitah is only where it says that you're not supposed to press the person. But since over here, I have no right to even press the Kohen to get my money because the agreement was I'm giving you the money now and I'm going to take it from, from the Truma. So since that was the agreement, so I can't even press you. So it doesn't, it doesn't apply to this, the whole concept of a, of a loan canceling. We said if he comes to back out, so he can't back out. Papa says, We're only talking about the one who is lending the money with the coin. He can't back out. If the coin decides he'd rather get the truma and not the money, he wants to get the truma later. He can indeed back out. As we learned in the Mishnah, If let's say somebody gives somebody money to buy some kind of fruits from him, but he hasn't actually taken the fruits, so he can still back out. It's important that we point out that even though you can back out, there's still a concept of Misha Para. You're not supposed to back out. It's against the Torah. The Torah doesn't want you to back out, but if you did, it does indeed work. So over here too, if the Kohen wants to back out, give back the money and still receive his Truma, so that's okay. Now we continue with the two dots. Nesyashu Abailim, Ein Mafrish Aleyen Lefish, Ein Mafrishin We said if the Bailim, the one who lent the money, so he sees that his, his field is not going to produce anything, or he thinks it's not going to produce anything. So he gives up on it. So it's too, too late. After, if anything happens afterwards, and the field in the, indeed makes a miraculous comeback, so he can't take anything because, which means that you can't take anything after you've already given up. So the Gemara it's obvious. The case is where it started to produce some kind of shoots. So you might think, those shoots are significant, and therefore when he gave up, it's not, it's not a real, he didn't really give up. So it's going to teach you that no, even if he gives up at this stage, it's still considered that he gave up. Tanya, we learned in a bracelet, if someone lends money to a Kohen and a Levi, in front of the courts, and they died, so you can still go and take the money from the, you can go and take the truma or the, the miser. And because he's getting it, basically he's getting it from the whole tribe, so to speak, Vesa'ani. And if he lent it to a poor person, and he did it in front of the courts, who mace, and the guy died, so basically he's collecting from all of the, the poor people of Israel. Rabbi Achi says that even it could be, even we're talking about, he's getting it from all of the poor people of the world. My Benai, what's the difference between them? We turn to Lamed Amabez, page 30b. The difference is Aniye Kusim, whether or not we're referring also to the Aniye Kusim, the poor people of the Kuthites. Now we have an important case, Ha'ashir Ani, let's say the, the poor person, he became rich. Ain't Mafrisha love. So then you don't go and you can't, the person who originally lent him the money, so he can't go and take the money from poor people. And the, and the person who was previously poor, now he's rich, so he doesn't have to pay back either because the original loan was given on condition that he's going to collect in a different way, not directly from him. So therefore, the, the poor guy who now is rich, he basically got the better end of the deal. 
Rabbanan Maishno Lamisa. What's the difference according to the rabbis that if the guy dies, the Avatakanta, that they said that indeed we're going to make a takan, we're going to make a decree, and they're going to allow this guy to collect from everyone, all of the poor people. And Rashi explains that the reason that we did that was because poor people want, like we mentioned before, poor people want people to be, to, to be lent to. So this is the way that they're going to be able to be lent out to. So why is it different if the guy became rich? That we didn't make any kind of decree. It's common. It's more common. Let's say it's something that happens that uh, people get that people die. But that people suddenly become rich. That's something that's very uncommon. Amar of Papa. Papa says this is something that people say. This is a people's a colloquial saying. If someone says that guy died, Asher means you can confirm that. Is Asher, but if the people are saying that he got rich, Loita Asher, then don't confirm that meaning, don't believe it. We said, if the guy dies, then you have to get permission from the inheritors. Tanya, we learned in a brisa. Rabbi Amir, Yarshin, Sheyarshu. The inheritors we're talking about here are inheritors that inherited. Somewhere says, wait, Umi, Yarshin, Yarti. Do we have any inheritors that don't inherit? The people we're talking about have to be people who have inherited some kind of land, and it's not enough if they actually inherited only money. Vyanasan says, if all they left, if all the father left was a small piece of land the size of a needle, so then that's all that it can be collected from. Mali Kardoim, if let's say he left the amount of a Kardoim, meaning even much, much more, so he can collect as much as he needs to. Even if all the guy left, the father left over, was the, the amount of space of a needle, he can still collect as much as he needs to. And it's like this story with Katina da Abaye, and it was a similar type of story, where the father left over to his children a small amount, and nevertheless he allowed the guy to collect a large amount. Basically, Rashi explained that that case was where somebody was owed by the father of these children, the father who passed away, so Reuven, let's say, was owed by Shimon who died a hundred zuz, and he dies, and he leaves over a piece of land that's only worth 50 zuz, so what does the guy do? So Reuven goes and he collects that piece of land, and then the Yorshim, the inheritors, bought it back from him, and then he took it again. So basically he got his 50 zuz times two, he got his 100 zuz. So, so to over here, even if all he left over was a mali machat, a small piece of land, nevertheless the person who lent the money is allowed to go and collect the numerous times. And Raji points out that over here in our case where we're talking about his collecting, we're not talking about that he's actually collecting from the land, but we're saying that he's going to collect from the truma, from the truma, like we said, the whole case where he's taking the truma, instead of giving it to the kids, he's going to, give it to, he's going to keep it himself. Now we continue. Tanarabana, we learned in a Baraisa. Yisrael Shamar Levi, if you have a Jew who says to a Levi, a regular Jew who says to a Levi, I have Maiser that's yours in my hands. So we're not worried about the Chumas Maiser that's within it. We're going to see what this means soon. Kur Maiser, however, if he specified exactly how much Maiser he has, that he says to the Levi, I've got this Maiser, a Kur, which is a certain measure. So, then we are worried about the Chumas Meiser, which is within it. Chumas Meiser is the part of the, the tides that the Levi gets that he has to give over to the Kohen. Micah Amar, what does he mean? What does this mean? Amar Abai, Abai explains. Hachika Amar, this is the explanation. Yisrael Shamar the Levi, if a regular Jew says to a Levite, Meiser Yeshlechabiyodi, I have this Meiser in my hands, Vehelech Damov, and instead of actually giving it to you, what I'd like you to do is, I'd like, you, I'd like to pay you, and then I want to be able to keep it. 
So we don't have to be worried that this Levite, as he's paying him, or before he paid him, so he went and he used the stuff that was in his hands, in the in the Jews, the regular Israel's hands, to 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 be miser, chumas miser on another place. Because theoretically, if let's say this Levi, he owes Shumas Meiser on a whole bunch of different things, so he could use the stuff that's in this guy's hands, as soon as he knows that it's there and he's going to get it, he could use that for Shumas Meiser for the other stuff as well. And what would happen is if the Jew, Jew now tried to eat it, it would be a problem because it's Truma. It belongs to the Kohen. That would be a major problem. So we don't assume that the Levi did that. Because you didn't give him even a specific amount. He doesn't even know how much is by you. However, where you said, Kur Maiser you specifically said how much you have, and here's the money, we're afraid that perhaps the Levi did indeed go and use that stuff to be part of Shumas Maiser for another, another, another thing. So the Gemara asks, What are we talking about? Evil people who are taking money and then using it as Chumas Meiser? It can't be. It can't be that the Levi would take the money and use the same stuff and, and mess up the Yisrael. And, and it doesn't make sense. So Rameshashir, the son of Rav Idi, says like this. This is what he means. Yisrael Shamar Ben Levi, a regular Jewish guy who says to the son of a Levi, Meiser Avicha Biyadi. There was money that was Meiser, which was your father's, and I had it. Hey, Lech Damov, here's the money. So we don't assume that the father had done anything with it. So because why? Because again, you didn't give him a specific amount. But if there's a specific amount that your father knew about that was in my hand, the Heilach Damov, and he says, take this money, we're afraid that he did indeed use the stuff that was sitting at the Jews, the regular guy's hands, and he used that for stuff that was in his own hands. Gemara says, we don't ever assume that uh, a regular you know, person who knows what's going on, he knows halachas, so he's not going to go and take off truma from one thing on the other unless they're right next to each other. He doesn't want to cause problems. This is the real final case. Ben Yisrael, the, the son of the Jew who had originally taken off the Meiser, Sha'amar Levi says to the Levi, This is what my father said to me, Meiser Lecha Biyadi. That I have Meiser, which is yours, in my hands. I Meiser Avicha Biyadi. So actually, the Girsa is taken out over here, this one. So he says to them, I have Meiser of yours, meaning my father had taken off. We're afraid about the Chumas Meiser that's in it. Meaning, we're afraid that perhaps before the father died, the father, the Jew, the regular Jew, so he might have made sure to take off the Chumas Meiser because a person who dies, he doesn't want to leave over anything undone, he doesn't want to leave over any kind of problems. So perhaps he went and he took off the Chuma, the Chumas Meiser, the stuff that needed to go to the Kohen. So, so in this case, which is not a specific amount, he didn't know exactly how much it was, so he wouldn't have fixed it. Balabayas, this guy, this the father of this person, the one who passed away. If there's a specific amount, or your father has a core of Meiser in his in my hands, that's from my father. That we don't have to be worried that perhaps there is Trumas Meiser that's still left. And it came in the kids, since it's a specific amount, the one who passed away would have for sure taken care of it before he passed away. So now the question is like this, Does the Balabais have the right to take off Chumas Meiser for the Levi? Does he have a right to do that? In, the Gemara answers yes. 
Abalaz ben Gamla, it's Abalaz ben Gamla, the Tani we learned in a Brisa, Abalaz ben Gamla, Oymer, he says, and the verse says it should be considered for you for Truma. Go to the top of Laman Aleph, Laman Aleph, page 31a. Beshtay Truma is Hakosim Adamer. It's talking about two different types of Trumas. Achas Truma Gedoyla, both Truma Gedoyla, which is the one that goes to the Kohen, that the, the regular one, the Balabais, takes off. Yachas Truma Smeiser, and one's talking about the Truma Smeiser, the, the, the Levi has to take off from his Meiser. Kishim should Truma Gedoyla, and he tells us about Oymen, just like Truma Gedoyla. So the Halach is actually explains that you can take off even a small amount. So the Chachamim say you should take off a 50th. So Nitelis Ba'aymin means that it can be done even with estimation. You don't have to know exactly to take off exactly one fiftieth because really, even just doing a drop is enough. So Minatayra, Midoraisa. So, so Machshava, and you can do it with thought, meaning all you have to do is think about it and it's considered it's taken off. Kach Trumas Meiser. So to in regards to the Kohen stuff that, that, that's being taken off by the Levi, Nitelis Ba'aymin, even though there is a specific amount that's also can be done with estimation, Machshava, and with thought. And just like the Balabais has the ability to take off Truma Gedoyla because it's his own stuff, so to according to Abelazar ben Gamla, he holds that he has the right to also take it off. The stuff that's going to go to the Levi can take it off for the Kohen even before he gives it to the Levi as well.